Blog Talk Radio. Craft beer, you can kind of get lost in it these days. 
Oh, absolutely. There's a, I live up in Maine, and we actually have a 7-Eleven that has one of the best craft beer selections around. <laughs> yeah, see, it's expanding all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I when we first started talking, we were trying to decide on what would be a good craft beer, well, for me to try. And he said, you know, don't don't listen to what everybody else thinks, you know, find your own uh, taste and, and stuff like that. Because like I said in the in the post that I did, uh, Beer of the Week, I said, you know, I've had other craft beers before, but, you know, some of them are hit and miss, and you really have to know what you like yourself and not just follow what everybody else is drinking. Absolutely. Uh, if you have friends that are into craft beer, they probably want you to try it all. They want you to try everything that they love to drink, which is great to be adventurous. But the problem with that is you probably won't find a beer that you truly love unless you happen to stumble upon it. Whereas if you think about your favorite drink and then name the flavors that you like about it, you can find beers that emulate those different flavors. <clears throat> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you have to see what what you like yourself. Because I, I know, like personally, like that, I I have friends, you know, that are big into the craft beer, and every time they come to a party, you know, they have some sort of uh, six pack or four pack or some some tall beer, you know. I mean, like I always call it like the, the fa- fancy beers, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they always have... say, you know, you try. They say try this, try that, but then you taste it. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it just doesn't mix well. Right, and I have been known to do that to my friends and family in the past. I actually sat down for a part of my podcast with Jonathan Pickering um, on episode four, if you want to go listen to it. And he actually really hit on some really important things that I had never really thought about. And it's really thinking about what your flavor palette really likes. If you're looking for something, if you love coffee and chocolate, you're probably not going to be head over heels for an IPA, whereas stouts and porters, and there's even a new blonde out there that have all those flavors in them. And you're going to really latch on to something like that if it's a flavor that you already like. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> like you go out there these days like to these bars and everything, and they give you, okay, here's the beer list, you know, it's like you have 30-some-odd beers or stuff, whatever they have on tap <laughs> or bottles. And they have the little descriptions and all that kind of stuff. You're just like, all right, what, what, what do I do? What do I do with all this? <laughs> so first off, I want to start going to some of the bars you're going to if they have that many taps, because very few <laughs> of them around here have that many. Um, but any bar that's going to have that many taps is going to know a little bit about the beer that they have on on draft. So if you say to them these are the flavors that I like. I really like that tart, sour flavor. They're going to say, oh, well, you should try one of our sour beers, looking for something with Brettanomyces or Lactobacillus. Now, these are kind of big, crazy words, and I will not spell them for you because that is not my <laughs> forte. But those, if you're looking for the words Brett and Lactobacillus, if you're looking for those and you see those and it says sour or funky, those are going to be more of the beers you want to look for. You want to know what flavors you like. And the craft beer, I know you said that it's full of hipsters. I read that article <laughs> that you wrote. Yeah. Um, we may, 
I, I feel like I toe the line for a hipster. Not quite there, but I like a lot of the stuff they like. They've got a, you know, craft beer and good coffee. Sign me up. Right. Um, yeah. Hey. But what's really great is if you go into a place and people love sharing their passion. So if you say, I don't generally drink craft beer, but these are the things that I like in a beer or I like in a drink. People say, oh, this is what you should try. Now, if you go in and you want something that's kind of dank, they might offer you an IPA. That's not one of the flavors that pops up for you. That's not where you should go. IPAs are quite common these days. It's a huge push for them. But if you aren't into the bitter, dank flavors, stay away from them for a little bit. Yeah, that's that's what I said too. Because I'm like, like you say, everything you see, it's like IPA, this and that, and for some reason, I don't know, just I don't just don't have a taste for the majority of of IPAs. I told you that I do like, you know, the Dogfish Head, the 60 Minute. I've had that, and I I enjoyed that one. But there are just some, you know, the uh, the one I was talking about the other day. I posted a picture of the the Hopnosh Hopnosh um, mm-hmm. IPA, which I mean, it wasn't. Bad. I mean, I I drank it. I mean, well, if you put a beer in front of me, no matter what, I I will drink it. <laughs> I won't <laughs> let it go to waste. But uh, I mean, it's just some of them. I I just it just doesn't mix mix well. That's why uh, when we came across, well, when you brought up the idea of what kind do you like, and we we settled on the uh, the Allagash, the uh, the white, because even normally I I do like more of a the white uh, type beer, stuff like that, you know, it's not not as such a strong taste as the IPAs and more refreshing, I guess we could say. <laughs> yeah, oh, Allagash White is definitely refreshing. It's uh, You can also find Kolsch's and Hefeweizen's and Saison's that all kind of pair themselves well for that refresh, uh, refreshing, refreshing summer drink that you want to go to. They've got a lot of different flavors in them and Really tasty stuff. Also, Gozas. Gozas are they're making a comeback. They've been gone for a while, but they're a salty tart beer that I am currently in love with. <laughs> yeah, I know with the Allagash, you, know, you were saying that you could put, you know, your uh, different fruits and stuff in that. And I know you said you weren't about the, you know, adding the fruit to beer and that kind of stuff. I mean, that's kind of a I know for most of the purists out there, I know that's like a, a no-no is to put the fruit in the beer. <laughs> that's true. And I think I think really the main reason is, is because brewers are highly creative, passionate people about their beer. And they make their beer um, to taste good as is for the people that are looking for those particular flavors. And so you are going and changing the recipe on them by adding something else. And some brewers may not care and be like, yeah, this is definitely a type of beer. Uh, There are other people that are like, this beer is amazing on its own. So get the lemon out of my beer. (laughs) Yeah, 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 because like you're you're right. It is, I mean, it's brewed a certain way for a certain flavor. Now, who knows in certain cases if they've actually thought that far ahead and said, oh, maybe if we put in orange or lemon or something in this beer, it will enhance the the uh the flavor with it <clears throat> but uh it, like you said it's, it's meant to be brewed a certain way to begin with for you to enjoy it so you just kind of either you could be 
adding to it, or in certain cases, you could be taking away from the the flavor of it. Correct. They actually do have, um, I think, I think the words firkin, and what they do, I think that's the right word. I might be wrong, but there's this that's container close, close, that they put. That's close enough. It's okay. <laughs> that's close enough. <laughs> um, it's this container that they put different stuff in, and most of the time it's hops. So they'll actually pour their beer through it, and so they'll add flavor. So there are some beers that they're like, well, let's actually take this and manipulate it a little afterwards, and it'll add to it. So I think that a lot of brewers are thinking about how they want their beers done. Um, I know that uh, I think there was a commercial a little while back about Blue Moon telling you to put fruit in their beer. I, I mean, I get that one pretty easily. Yeah, Blue Moon's not high on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's. I know that's one. I know that that uh, a lot of people in the craft beer uh, world I know are not. I mean, I I, I like Blue Moon. I I enjoy it, uh, but I know a lot of craft beer people do not like Blue Moon or think because it kind of. Uh, I forget somebody had said you know it kind of dis- tries to disguise itself as a craft beer when it's when it's really not. <laughs> Right. And and that's kind of what's happening right now is the big name breweries are seeing that these little guys, while they're still not taking up a huge percentage of their market, they're gaining and they're gaining quickly because the craft beer movement is delicious and creative and amazing. So people are just kind of jumping on the bus. And so the big breweries are seeing this. And while they're trying to keep their loyal beer drinkers away from that by mocking watermelon wheat beer. They, they're buying up the small breweries and they're also making uh, disguised versions of it. Yeah. I remember also, I think uh, earlier this year, I know there was also a, uh, there was a Budweiser commercial, I believe where they were <laughs> going after the, the craft beer uh, people as well, you know, with the people, you know, showing them, you know, swirling it in the glass, you know, smelling it and, and all that kind of stuff, which I mean, it, it, which can backfire for them because you think of all the people out there now that are enjoying craft beer and stuff like that. And then the big names are now taking a shot. So then they're like, well, we're not going to drink your stuff anymore. We'll go with the little guys. Right. I think our um I think that's a huge push right now to get back to local. We are seeing that more people are headed that direction and supporting your local breweries are is a big way to do that. And it's kind of a slap in the face when somebody's like No, no, don't do that. And what's really funny is in the past month or two, one of the big brands was talking about watermelon wheat beer and that same day they actually or same week, they actually bought up a craft brewery that makes watermelon wheat beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, it's, it's all it's all funny games. And then they see that, oh well, this stuff is actually selling. Okay, we're gonna buy you up and now start selling this, and we want the money for ourselves. Exactly. That's pretty much how it is. Yeah, yeah and it's, that's it's, exactly it's funny. it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and it's, in your it's crazy. Arms- I mean, how it's how it keeps going these days. It's like, all right, you know. You don't want to deal with the the little guys, but if it's going to make us more money, all right, we'll 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 sell that watermelon uh, wheat beer. Absolutely, and you should go out and try a watermelon wheat beer. Some people like it, some people don't. But if you're a person that likes the watermelony flavors, it's not 
fake watermelon. It's more like watermelon rind. A lot of those beers, um, you should try it. If something that you don't like and you hate all things watermelon, stay away from it. It doesn't sound bad. I mean, I'll personally uh, give it a try. Like, I like a lot of the, uh, you know, the shandies and uh, and stuff like that, you know, which I guess kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, the, I mean, what we specialize here, you know, with the the bum wine, you know, cheap stuff like MD2020, peaches and cream, orange jubilee, stuff like that, all these fruity flavors, you know. So anything beer-wise, watermelon, all right, I'll try it, no problem. (laughs) You're you're speaking to the college uh, student that I was with all those different <laughs> drinks. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we we we're still we're still on that train here. You know, we're just embracing the lifestyle. So, but like we said today, you know, we're just trying to expand. You know, I mean, like I said, you can't ignore the world of craft beer anymore these days. So we said, like, when we came across each other, I don't know how we found each other on Twitter. And all that stuff. I, I think it was podcasting. Twitter. Yeah, I mean, from all the different, probably trying to promote somebody's, my podcast or yours or the website. <laughs> and then it's just like trying yeah. to work together with different people, you know, just keep spreading the word. And just, you know, who knows? Maybe somebody listening today who, you know, a lot of my followers are not into the craft beer, you know, it's all towards the lower end. Uh, spectrum of things, you know, because like uh, like we were saying too. Also, I mean, it's ten ninety nine for a four pack of you know of the Allagash. So I mean, that that can that ten ninety nine can go a long way uh, buying a lot of cheap beers. <laughs> oh, I yes, I I know that. I remember back when I bought my own MD twenty twenty. It was like three bucks. So yeah, yeah. you could buy a few of those. Now I think <clears> what's really the main difference is is that you are getting quality and pricey but you think about what they're putting into it and and it costs a lot they're really I've talked to somebody about it and the quality of the ingredients that they're putting into the beer really directly changes the price if they wanted to use some of the less expensive stuff like corn instead of uh, all the malted barley and stuff that they use then they could do it a lot cheaper. You can get corn pretty cheap. So I think that it depends on really what you want to spend your money on. If you want to spend it on a little bit better quality, you won't need as much. There are some crazy high alcohol content beers out there that I did not do enough research on to get into. But um, you can spend about the same amount of money for – you know, either some really good quality stuff or an abundant amount of stuff that'll do the trick. Right, yeah. I mean, and like you're saying, the ones that are like the high alcohol content, you know, like someone like like 9%, stuff like that. So, I mean, if you're getting a beer that's 9% alcohol and it is, you know, say 10.99 for a four-pack of, you know, and if, and if your purpose for the night is to drink and and get drunk, uh, that will that will pretty much set you in the right in the right direction for 10.99 you'll be fine with four uh nine percent beers so you'll be good for the night <laughs> yeah absolutely you definitely will be um and you mentioned uh my podcast and one thing i'd like to tell your listeners is what we're really trying to do is open up the craft beer market to people our very first episode that we did was on tasting beer and we're actually just started a series last week on the ingredients. So we did a whole 
show on water. It's actually really fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I know you said uh, uh, about the the sea. Was it? I don't know water and I don't know. It wasn't seaweed. It was something along those lines, right? Uh, yeah, we have we have uh, seawater that is actually harvested right from you know off one of the peninsulas down here and used in the beer that is made and. <laughs> The brewer was telling us that there's all kinds of stuff in it. And so they put it through the strainer and they get out the big stuff, but there's, it's not a vegan beer. There's quite possibly plankton and all kinds of other little things in there. But the way he was really talking about trying to be authentic to the flavor and a little shout out to rising tide beer. They did it. This is, I've, I obviously wasn't around back in the day when Goza was the first one, but you can tell that it's just subtle flavors and nothing fake in there. Yeah, you're getting the you're getting the real deal. The uh, the, the I'll, say, I'll say the the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. You know, the, the yeah, nothing you know filtered or processed. You know, like from the uh, the big uh, the big name. Uh, companies out there, you know, you're getting the authentic, you know, if it says like, like on the Allagasher, you know, Portland, Maine, you know, you're getting the water right, right from there. Yeah, absolutely. And we have actually really good water. If you want to come on up, I'll pour you some right out of my tap. It's really good. <laughs> that's, that's, see, that's, that's perfect. You, know, you get the good stuff and it's going to just help, uh, help out your beer. So, I mean, that's really all you can ask for these days. <laughs> yeah. And, what I think getting into the craft market really will allow you to do is to be able to get into these. It grants you access into the creativity that is craft beer. And it also allows you to get out there and explore all the little breweries that are out there. And I'm sure there are many around you. You just maybe don't know about it or maybe you do. But what's great is all the brewers in these tiny little breweries, generally speaking, are the ones pouring your beer in the different tap rooms and all over the place. And they love sharing their passions with you. They will talk beer with you. It has been amazing to see how many people are just like, yeah, we'll sit down with you. What do you want to talk about? And some of them are like, wait, I really want to tell everybody about fermenting beer in barrels. Okay. We'll sit down and talk to you. And they just really are passionate about what they're doing and they want to share it. And if you know the flavors that you like, you can go into these little places and say, this is what I like. I'd like to know if you have a beer about that. And they'll be really nice and welcoming. And it's just like a big love bubble that is craft beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Like what you guys are doing there, you know, going in, sitting down with these people uh, on, on your podcast and all that stuff, you know, just, you know, having a drink, discussing, you know, the beer, helping them, you know, get the word out more for the people that might not know. Because, like I said, I mean, there's there's tons and tons of different craft beers out there. You like you said in the beginning, you know, we go into a liquor store, it's just a big cooler and aisles filled with so many different choices. So, I mean, if you can learn a little bit more about it and find one that fits your own needs. I mean, that's perfect for both sides. You're getting a good beer that you will enjoy and also helping out, you know, the the little guys out there. Absolutely. And that's, you know, it's all about just 
finding your own entry point. You want to really sit down and think, okay, what is it about this margarita that I really like? What is it about this Mad Dog 2020 that I like? What are the flavors? And once you realize what it is that you really like about something, that's going to allow you to start trying a bunch of different beer. Yeah, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's just going out there, uh, taking your own taste and everything and not, not trying to focus too much on what everybody else is drinking out there. You know, if you have friends that are into a certain taste and you're on a totally different end of the spectrum, you know, don't just try to drink it just because other people are doing it. You know, don't don't succumb to uh, the peer pressure that much. You know, <laughs> just drink your no, own thing. No, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely, I think I totally it will work agree. out good. Um, also, I'd like to comment on the whole um, spelling thing. It's come up a few times uh, talking about smelling your beer. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> so the reason that that is a big thing is yeah we want preferably you to pour it into obviously the snobbish beer connoisseur type person wants you to pour it into the proper glassware and there is a proper glassware it will help the beer do what it needs to do but even if you just pour a craft beer into a solo cup what that is going to allow it to happen is the smells are a huge part of it think about when you're cooking food the food, if it's one of the, if you've had it on all day, it takes over the whole house. A pot roast that's been on all day, you walk into your house and it just smells amazing. That's what smelling a beer is about, really previewing those flavors. Also, some of the smells that you smell add to the flavors. So there are some great coffee stouts. Now, the coffee you really get in the smell and not so much in the flavor, but they work together in such a way that they just kind of harmonize. Yeah. So it all, it all, like I said, it all, it helps, you know, just give you a better idea of what, what it is, you know, that goes into the beer, you know I mean? Just, I guess a little more enjoyment you could say. (laughs) Right. And that's really what it is all about. The whole craft beer movement is about, well, most of people in the whole craft beer room, it's just about enjoying what you're drinking and really, you know, just savoring it and being part of it. And I think that's just kind of amazing. I think so. I mean, it's like you said, it's a whole big movement these days. And, you know, you're out there, you're on the, the forefront, the front lines out there, you know, going out to meeting all these people, uh, trying all these different beers, you know, and just trying to, to spread the word out there. So, I mean, uh, we got a couple minutes left here. I mean, if you want to tell everybody, you know, more about the podcast and all that kind of stuff, uh, tell them uh, where they can find you guys. Sure. I'll I'll start with that, and then I'll give you a couple of suggestions based on possible likes. So, first off, the name of the podcast is Great Beer Adventure. We can be found at greatbeeradventure.com. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher and all the podcatchers, really. We drop a new episode every Friday. We are not live. We go out and we meet the brewers or the hop farmers, which is actually what we're doing for this next week, 
at their place. So we record it and we put it out lot. Uh, we put it out on Fridays. So you can find us all there. We're at great beer women on Twitter and Instagram. And personally, I'm at a L D two Oh seven on Twitter and Instagram as well. Now my suggestions, if you are really into bud and all of those type of beers, I suggest lagers, pilsners, and maybe even a pale ale. If you like the port wines, I suggest something that's actually imperial, which is going to be those higher uh, alcohol beers. You want It has a boozy flavor to them, so an imperial stout or a barley wine, those are going to have those different flavors that you're looking for. Coffee and chocolate flavors, go for stouts, porters, or there is a blonde out there that I just saw recently. If you like the Midori tart flavors, try some sour beers with Brett or Lactobacillus Saisons. They are kind of got a tea berry spicy flavor and they pair with every food and then of course there's ipas for those dank lovers and root beers the root beers are coming in a little bit of controversy there but they're a good yeah entry point yeah, yeah yeah there's yeah there's the yeah the root beers are the the hip uh hip thing these days all everywhere you go everybody's talking about it <laughs> Yeah, and and what is great, what it allows, is a good entry point for people. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've had a couple of the different ones there, and, and they are good. The the not your father's root beer, I, I give that one uh, two thumbs up there for something that is an alcohol is alcoholic, and you would not even taste it. You put a couple of them down, and uh, you'll be feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah, if you like root beer, it literally tastes like root beer. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You drink it. There's a slight, a little slight aftertaste of the alcohol, but if you were drinking it, you you would have no idea. You put it uh, that and root beer next to each other, it would be pretty tough to figure out which was which. Yeah, and you put it over ice cream, and I'm there. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, a friend of mine did that uh, a couple weeks ago. Did the the root beer float with that, and said that was a. Uh, a winning combination, so I will have to add that to my list of things to try. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right, is there anything else you want to give anybody? Any more uh, words of wisdom to the the craft beer world today? I just think that you just need to go out there and try it. You'll never know until you try it, but go out there with a little bit of knowledge about yourself. That's really what you need. You don't need a huge lot about much. You don't need a huge amount of knowledge on the craft beer world. You just need to know yourself and what you like. And that'll really help you get in there. All right. See, that that's good. See, we did our nice little intro here for a little beginner's guide, you know, to craft beer and how to get yourself out there. You know, for everybody who's on our team, you know, of, you know, cheap, uh, cheap drinking and stuff like that and are looking to expand, you know, at least I, I appreciate you coming on today and talking talking to me about it, you know, and spreading the word about craft beer. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll uh, keep the expansion going here and uh, we can have you back on again sometime and do like a part two, you know, the the uh, the next step, the, the advanced guide to craft beer maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds lovely. I'll be uh, sure to put something together and we're looking, I'll, I look forward to that. All right, sounds good. Once again, Amanda, thank you for joining us today, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, thanks. You too. Bye.
All right, take care. All right, that will do it for us today on the show. I want to once again thank Amanda from the Great Beer Adventure podcast for joining me today, talking an intro to craft beer. Make sure to give her a follow on Twitter, and I'll check out the website, the podcast, all that good stuff. And uh, we will see you guys next time on the Bone with Bobcat podcast. Until then, cheers.